Welcome to Publishing Rebel, the podcast that breaks the rules and helps you kickstart your career as a successful nonfiction author and entrepreneur. I'm your host, Melina Benson. Where do people learn about which products meet their needs? Well, there's a pretty good chance Amazon would be their first choice. How do you make sure that your product or self-published book is not on page 218 with zero sales? Welcome back, friend. How would you like to learn simple strategies to create campaigns that can significantly improve your ranking on Amazon or to skyrocket your sales during product launches or even to keep your ranking at a high level so customers will keep rolling into your business? Well, I've got you covered. In this episode, my guest is Michelle Barnum-Smith. She is the queen of Amazon chatbots and owner of EasyBots. And she has launched thousands of products and trained thousands of Amazon sellers on how to leverage Facebook Messenger and chat marketing to build their brands, launch products, improve their rankings, and increase their reviews on Amazon. She has been featured on Forbes, Business Insider, and other media and is a popular speaker on Amazon and traffic-related events. And self-publishing authors, pay attention, because this can be a game-changer for you. You can use bots to do what most of your competitors won't, create strategies that goes beyond your book launch and that will not take too much time away from your core business because you're automating the whole shebang. Now, before we get started, I need to apologize. After recording this episode, personal matters needed to be taken care of, and this has delayed the publication of the episode. I don't want this podcast to be too promotional, but I know the idea of creating bots can be overwhelming, though it's really not that hard, and great training that is easy to follow is available. However, we decided to include a great gift for you, templates to easily create your own bots and drive traffic and improve your ranking on Amazon. However, these templates are related to holidays, and I would have preferred you had these before Christmas and New Year's. But well, some of you are listening to this episode sometimes in the future and not immediately after it comes out. And all of you can for sure use these templates next year. Thanks for a long time to prepare, Malina. <laughs> and all of you can use the templates as a basis for similar campaigns for other holidays coming up. So bring out your notepad, friend, and keep an open mind about being able to create bots or hire Michelle or someone else to do them for you. Here we go. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. First, Michelle, could you just give us a bit of, of, a, bit of a background? What's your business story? So I own, um, I'm the CEO of a company called easybot.com and I help Amazon sellers launch, rank and increase reviews for their listings. I've been doing that since 2017 when I saw my first chat bot and, um, you know, basically I've been doing, I've been for, for my whole career, I've been doing marketing for 20 years and, um, and have had my own digital marketing agency since 2012. I did corporate high-tech marketing before that. And, uh, and so when I saw my first chat bot, I knew it was going to be like 
something huge because everything before that was so heavy and so time consuming to build out these marketing funnels and these marketing campaigns. And chatbots are just so sexy, really, is what it comes down to. So, so you are also, uh, I call myself a recovered corporate. I escaped nine to five. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and corporate marketing is so very different than any other kind of, you know, business. When you work with, you know, the fortune 500 or the fortune 100 or some of the largest brands in the world, it's definitely a different mentality and lifestyle. And I personally, like many entrepreneurs just wanted not just more time. Excuse my cat all of a sudden like is wailing in here. Um, I didn't just want more time for myself. I wanted the true freedom and flexibility to choose how I spent my time. In my corporate, in my corporate years, I was a single woman and basically, you know, my work was my life. But when I um, got married and started a family, I really wanted to be home with my children and but also to be able to work on my terms and be able to, you know, kind of establish an opportunity for me and my family. And, uh, and it's, it's really served us. Yes. So Amazon and bots since 2017. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So talk to us about Amazon. What is it that you were so fascinated about? (laughs) Well, I, I don't think, you know, I think that this is just like life in general. I think sometimes, um, you know, the path chooses you a little bit. Um, I, I had not previously been working with Amazon sellers. Like most people, I thought that when you bought something on Amazon, that you were buying something from Amazon that, you know, like, like if you go to Walmart or Nordstrom or, you know, any other kind of retailer that you were buying from them, you never thought about the brands behind necessarily, you know, the purchase or whatever, maybe, maybe unless it's like Nike or something. Um, but I didn't know that, that Amazon is really made up of, millions of small business owners who are just trying to bring their their products to this marketplace to sell and and, and when i learned that um i quickly you know could really connect with amazon sellers i could connect with their journey and their effort like like most amazon sellers are solopreneurs you know it's just them and maybe a couple other team members who are trying to like carve out an opportunity in the marketplace. And, um, and my heart really connects with that. And, and so to help them and to be on their team in this wild, wild, uh, marketplace, um, you know, has, has really been, uh, has really been an honor, honestly, to, to help these businesses, uh, to, to make a difference and to see how something that I am doing is helping them to succeed in their businesses. So what does an Amazon seller business look like? Are they selling from the website or only from Amazon? Or what, what is the business model really? Most Amazon sellers, I'm going to say like 80% of Amazon sellers, um, Amazon is their only channel. So they, they'll only you know, sell via that marketplace. Mostly because Amazon you know, makes it really easy to bring a product to market. They provide the... Um, the fulfillment, they'll do the shipping, you know, they'll do the the packaging, you know, those, those kinds of things. Um, and they bring the traffic, you know, like, <laughs> who doesn't have the Amazon app on their phone, and have a shopping cart full of things that they'll eventually buy, you know, like, uh, that, that is just like, that is what people and consumers have been trained now to do. And so Amazon has kind of the they're, they're definitely the king of the marketplaces as far as like online shopping goes. Um, 
And so that's the opportunity for, for sellers is to just bring their products to market and be able to have fulfillment and traffic brought to them. A lot of them also have their own websites, but in that scenario, they have to provide their own fulfillment and they have to provide their own traffic, i.e. they have to learn how to do marketing and run things like Facebook ads and Instagram ads and, and things like that. Um, what I call more inter- interruption marketing, you know, and, um, and so that's, that's a very different skill set. And that's very difficult, you know, difficult for many Amazon sellers to learn how to do. So a small business person can effectively order some inventory, probably from China and get it up, uh, get it branded and, uh, and get it up on a listing on Amazon. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward where selling on your own website is definitely a lot more complex and a lot more things that you have to figure out. Okay. So what you're building is bot campaigns or ongoing bots or how does that work? What is it that you do for them? So I teach Amazon sellers how to use ManyChat, which is my chatbot platform of choice. Um, how to use ManyChat to uh, launch new products on Amazon, how to re-rank their existing listings for, for additional keywords on Amazon, and then how to harvest reviews for those listings. So what I provide are ManyChat templates that they can then customize to be able to run these campaigns. So they can customize a template. It's basically a whole strategy, isn't it? Uh, it's basically kind of like the same strategy. Uh, but what makes it custom is the keywords that they're using for their campaign and the amount of traffic and that they are sending through, usually via Facebook ads, uh, to Amazon. The chatbot just basically is an automated one-on-one communication. And it came from, it originated from the customer support world. Um, You know, people, companies like Comcast, for example, uh, or Xfinity, their internet problem. You know, when somebody is having a support issue with their internet, typically it's going to be like kind of the same problems most of the time. You know, that 80% rule, uh, somebody's coming for customer support and 80% of the time their questions could probably be, you know, answered by the same type of answers, right? Um, Restart your modem, (laughs) like do these, go through these steps. So, um, and it's really expensive for these big companies to provide what's called level one uh, um, support from a living human being. You know, somebody who's constantly telling you to restart your modem or restart, you know, pick a new, reset your password, that kind of a thing. And so chatbots were invented to provide kind of that level one support, i.e. pick an option. Oh, you're, you're having a customer support issue. Is it one of these problems? Click the, click, click the issue that you're having. You know, my internet's down. Okay, you click that. And then uh, some additional conversation happens. Um, and then some, some answers or some options are provided. Or maybe it drills down to, so, to another set of questions. But if those if those questions don't get you results, then your issue is escalated to a living human being, right? Who can then probably call you back and talk you through whatever the issue might be. So that is kind of the origination point for chatbots was from the customer support world. Where it's come from, where it's where it's gone now, and I don't know about you, but I would much rather interact with a bot than be on the phone waiting 
and waiting and wait, you know, being on hold for like an hour waiting to talk to somebody. Right. Um, So if I can get my answers quick and figure it out, or I can schedule somebody to call me back, that is the ideal thing. Where chatbots have gone since then is into the marketing side of the world where you can do um, demand generation, where you can drive traffic to specific offers, where you can do lead generation and capture um, people who are interested in whatever, whatever it is you have to offer. So what the, where marketing usually existed was in landing pages or sales pages, you know, you kick, click on an ad and let's say that you had some sort of ebook um, that you were offering, you know, typically if it was a free, a free ebook offer, you'd be set to a landing page where you have to submit your email and, and then go through the process of clicking on, a, on going to your email to, to confirm your subscription before you're then sent to a thank you page. It's all these hoops that people have to jump through and all these conversion points where you can lose people because they're just like, what is this? This feels scammy. I don't want somebody to steal my information, you know, like that sort of thing. Um, And the beauty of chatbots from a marketing perspective is that the opt-in experience is very quick and very seamless. It feels all very kind of like fun, uh, which people love that. And it is interactive, which is redundant because it's fun, right? Like it's fun, it's interactive. And there's kind of that element of like, oh, what's going to happen next if I type this or if I do that, you know? Hmm. So it makes it more conversational, which at the end of the day, people um, prefer that to just like, you know, you can't really converse with an email. You can reply, but you can't really interact with a sales page. Whereas with the chatbot, you can build into, um, you know, fun interactions into that experience. So it's a designed conversation that is that is really customized by the user, right? Well, Customized to a certain experience because the, the key here is automated one-on-one communication. It's not you or me that's sitting behind a, ch- a keyboard waiting for somebody to chat with me, right? Uh, nobody has that kind of time in their day. <laughs> I'm not going to sit around and wait for my customers to chat with me. I want my bot to do that conversation automatically uh, when somebody does something that triggers the bot clicking on an ad or maybe, you know, starting a conversation in another way. So the experience you as a user inside of ManyChat can really outline that experience and be like, okay, I'm going to give them these options to click this button or to go here or do that. And then be able to map out this user experience, like an if then, you know, kind of thing. If they do this, then they do this, you know, and if this happens and this happens, you know, that kind of experience. And so much so that it's really kind of a set it and forget it type of thing. You know, that's, that's really the end goal is to make sales in your sleep or build leads, you know, uh, generate leads in your sleep, those kinds of things that, that, that can be automated. Okay. So I want to ask you specifically, and I know you're not a book expert, but I would like to talk to you about books as a product because many of the listeners of this show, they are course creators and a lot of them are also self-publishing signature books on Amazon or KDP. So what could a book launch look like? How could they incorporate this in their launch plan? Yeah. So um, so I don't have any specific case studies for your listeners, but the Amazon platform is very similar between the book side and the product side. So I can only extrapolate what my lessons learned on the product side. And I've launched thousands and thousands of products on the Amazon product side. 
Um, so the key really comes down to starting with um, traffic. So taking a look at the maybe the category that you're wanting to sell into, what you have to think about, like what is for sale on Amazon um, from a business perspective? As consumers, everything and anything is for sale. But what is it that they do to find their product? You know, whatever it is they want to purchase, they go and they type in keywords into the search bar. And that is what's for sale on Amazon are keywords. Um, so the key and where you where everybody needs to start is is researching the keywords that you personally want to show up for in your listing. And from a product side, we use tools, um, keyword research tools like Helium 10 um, to to research okay, these are, the, these are the products, these are the competitors that I have. What keywords are they ranking for that maybe I need to like rank for those keywords? And that's like kind of one way to find keywords. Maybe you can plug in different like ASINs of the books that are similar to yours and say, okay, what are those keywords that are related that I want my book to rank for? Um, and then you need to drive traffic through those keywords. Um, when we're running product launches, we're running Facebook ad campaigns, typically to some sort of offer, such as like a rebate or a discount code or something like that, where we want to capture people on Facebook or Instagram and then drive those through ManyChat. So it's not just a straight link to Facebook or, or excuse me, from Facebook to Amazon. It's a ManyChat campaign where we're finding out, okay, well, Michelle Barnum Smith clicked on that ad. And I, and I can see her going through my flow in, in my many chat campaign and I know where she's at. So I can follow up with her and, you know, send other offers or if she didn't purchase reminder to, you know, those kinds of things. So keyword research first, then traffic through a chatbot campaign. And, and typically what you're doing is in that campaign, your call to action is telling people to type in a keyword and then search for your product in the results um, to mimic the organic user experience. Because the organic experience is to open Amazon, type in a keyword, and then search through the results, you know, and, and find your target product that you want to purchase. But but they are still in ManyChat. They're not well, on Amazon. At that point, in ManyChat gives them the instructions, but eventually they go to Amazon to actually do the actual buying. And how do you get them back? And how do you know from that they act, what they actually did on Amazon? Can you get some of that information or how do you link that back to Minichat? So typically the process, you know, you can do kind of like an honor system where you're like, hey, did you purchase the product? Yes or no. They purchased it. Then you can be like, great, we'll follow up with you in a few days, you know, and see how you liked the product, request a review, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, but if we're running like a rebate campaign, um, then they need to actually submit their order ID to prove that they purchased the product. Um, and then, then we can submit the rebate. So that's how we know that they are. And that all happens inside of ManyChat. So they, a certain portion of a ManyChat flow is giving them instructions to go and purchase the product. And then if we're running like a rebate campaign, then the rest of the flow is built to then, you know, verify the purchase and, and provide the rebate. In our case, once the order is shipped. You know, if somebody's buying an ebook, then it might be like, okay, we confirm that you purchased your ebook. Here's your rebate, you know, that kind of a thing. So inside of ManyChat, you are going to give them instructions and say, okay, go to Amazon and copy and paste these keywords 
into the search result. And then search through the pages until you see this product listing and then go purchase it. That's what's called a search find buy campaign or like a treasure hunt style kind of campaign where you're literally telling people go and search, find, and then buy uh, this type of product. Now, when you are a brand new uh, listing, the search find buy can be, can be very difficult because you could be like way on page 300 for your target keywords, right? And so in that case, you might use what's called a two-step URL. And two-step URLs essentially embed the keywords inside of the URL. So when somebody clicks on it, the search result pages only bring up your listing. And it doesn't have as much ranking juice as search find by, but when you're launching a new product, it makes it very efficient and easy to find the product so that you can then get, you know, on page one for your search results and then probably switch to like a search find by campaign or call to action at that point. Does that make sense? Okay. So I suppose from an Amazon point of view, if they see people who are searching for a certain keyword, even though they can see other options, they're picking your book. That would that increases the relevancy for yes, it would it it would be a stronger signal that among competition, your book is a strong choice uh, compared to when you're sending them directly to your book page. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. When it comes to ranking and launching campaigns, you don't ever want to send them to your page directly. You want people to, you know, show that you are relevant to Amazon, and then that will subsequently increase your ranking. You know, when you're launching a new product, Amazon expects that you're going to drive external traffic, you know, that they're going to be like, oh, you have a list or maybe you're running Facebook ads or that sort of thing. And that can sustain you for to a certain point. But then eventually, you know, your launch timeframe is going to drop off. Yeah, you might get a badge, like a bestseller badge for, you know, or an Amazon choice badge for a category for like a day. But that's not necessarily going to benefit you longer term in in organic ranking, right? It might it makes you feel good as a seller to be like, oh, I've got the the best seller for this book in this category for like the next 24 hours. Okay, but how how many people are actually going to organically buy your book and find find you in you know? So you could leave the campaign running indefinitely if you wanted to uh depends on the price of your product and if you have the stomach for it but you know i work with plenty of sellers who are constantly running ranking campaigns of some sort of some kind or another it doesn't have to be maybe like the full amount um of, of sales per day to hit but maybe to like solidify your position um you know might be continuing to like drip in every day but the cool thing about um you know, many chat and, and chatbot campaigns, it's kind of like building an email list where you have them as subscribers. So you can follow up with them again, or you can run what we call paid message campaigns if you're sending something promotional to them in the future, um, where you can pay to have a message sent to them with, you know, some other future offer. So it's not like when you're driving traffic directly via Facebook ad where you're like, I have no idea who clicked on that ad and I have no way of following up with them because guess what? Amazon has no way to get pixel data from Facebook. So you can't be like, oh, like if somebody hit your website and they looked at some shoes, then you can follow them around with a retargeting campaign, on, you know, in the Facebook ad network to, uh, to have those shoes follow them wherever they go. You know, it's very, it's very different with Amazon. 
So that's the be- that's one of the, the beauties of uh, ManyChat is that you then have them as subscribers so that you can follow up with them directly. That is really one of my favorite things about using chatbots. One thing is the automation, but that you... Yeah. Uh, that you can identify who people are. You cannot, if you send them to your website, then you, yes, you can retarget them, but it's like anonymously. You you don't know exactly who you're talking to on those <laughs> retargeting ads. So over time, you will learn, obviously, but you cannot name them. You can have a real conversation and jump in and have a like a manual conversation as well with that particular person. Yep, yep. And that's, you know, and that's one of the beauties of, of obviously using, using chatbots is, and ManyChat as a chatbot platform now allows it so that you can um, also uh, ask them for their email address, ask them for their SMS information. Um, you can acquire like, and have what we call an omni-channel marketing experience with them because you can hit them with, you know, emails inside of ManyChat as well. Like, I hate to say, like when my sellers come to me and be like, I have MailChimp or I have this other ES, you know, email service provider. I'm like, you can shut that off because you can do pretty much anything you want. All those other things that you could do in those email service providers, you can now do with ManyChat and have like one tool for all your SMS campaigns, email campaigns and messenger marketing campaigns. How about contests? Oh yeah. Contests are really great for running. Um, They're great for list building. Um, There's nothing like giving away something for free. People love to win free stuff. And um, I've been, that was like one of the first campaigns that I ever did was like a, like a contest. And I continue to have to uh, promote contests as a list building method because you can get leads for super cheap. You can get subscribers for less than 50 cents, you know? And, you know, are those going to be full price buyers in the future? Eh, probably not. But as far as as far as list building goes, it's an incredible way to list build, for sure. I know a lot of authors, they are struggling to get reviews. Mm. Yep. So getting those uh, reviews in is one of the key things in a book launch strategy. And if you don't get those reviews, you will for sure drop quickly. Any ideas on how to do that? I know you've done it for other, other products, right? Yep. Yep. So, I mean, for all of our campaigns, we have a review follow-up. Portion. So if somebody has purchased the product, we're going to put them into review follow-up sequence. Now, the cool thing with, um, you know, launching books is, is you can be like, hey, we're looking for early readers where we will, you know, um, we'll pay you back for your, your, your book purchase. I wouldn't say if you leave a review, because then that looks like review manipulation, but, you know, like, it's all about how you structure <laughs> the review request. I, I always say provide the rebate immediately. Um, don't make the rebate contingent upon, you know, reviews or, or anything like that. But, but you can then provide, you know, built into your, into like my many chat flows. I always have a review request portion. And typically it's about 25% of people who actually purchase your product will then go and leave a rating or a review. But yeah, you're right. Social proof is is Amazon's currency. They they care a lot about reviews and making sure that those reviews are legitimate. So chatbots are a great way to encourage reviews from people. And another way that you can get reviews from your buyers, whether you're creating those buyers as part of like a launch and Facebook ads, is product inserts. 
So in your book itself or some, some, you know, the front page, the back page, you know, somewhere on your product saying, Hey, did you like this book? You know, scan here to go leave a review or click here to get a free welcome gift or get, you know, get something so that people come into your chatbot flow so that you can then follow up and request a review from there as well. So there's, there's ways that you can capture your buyers inside of, of many chat as well and, and follow up and, and request reviews. Is there a way that I can start a many chat flow from a QR code, scanning a code? QR codes, links. Um, yeah, those are, those are the two main, you can do like a text opt-in. Um, there's lots of different ways that you can get people. It just all comes down to being seen and being engaging. It's all about keeping the conversation going. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. And the great thing about that is, especially for authors, is that, you know, for the most part, if you write a good book, then people are going to want more from you in the future. And so you're building, once again, this audience of people who you can then go back to and market to the next time you have something to offer them. Or maybe they've purchased one book from you, but you've had this whole library of books. Go back and cross-sell and upsell those, you know? Yeah, and it definitely also online courses, group coaching programs, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're using a book as like a tripwire offer where it's a low, a low-value, you know, foot-in-the-door product. Yeah, from there, it really is like, well, if you liked that ebook and you need coaching to help you implement, you know, you know, scan this code to learn about our coaching programs, right? Like there's, there's so much that can be done from there. So I want to talk to you about some businesses will have a lot of traffic already that they can kind of start these flows from and get them to go to Amazon. But smaller, newer businesses may not have that traffic already. And then you mentioned Facebook ads as an option. Yeah. So most Amazon sellers are not some large businesses and don't have existing audiences or existing lists. So most Amazon sellers are in the same boat where they are going to run Facebook ads to their chat bot to drive traffic to their listing. So it's that same and what's great about Messenger being owned by Facebook is that you can create Facebook ad campaigns with the Messenger objective. And so you're getting, yeah, you're like, it's all integrated. And so it makes it very easy to set up those kind of Messenger-based campaigns. Can I create the campaigns inside of ManyChat as well? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. So what, what's the difference? When, when should I create it directly on Facebook and when on inside of? ManyChat? I don't ever create the ad campaigns inside of ManyChat, even though they have that capability. I prefer to use Ad Manager because the way that I like to create audiences and have more control. Where I do use ManyChat's integration with Facebook Ads Manager is when you're sending paid messages to existing subscribers. There's also Amazon ads. Well, those Amazon ads are typically... So Amazon owns their own ad network. Yeah. Right. They own they own their own ad platform. And so that essentially what they're doing is any traffic that's organically coming to Amazon, they're going to, you know, have different PPC ads or ad display ads or even video ads redirecting people to, you know, things that people are paying for. 
I don't get into Amazon's ad network. I do what's called external traffic. So I focus specifically on ads that I can control and drive subscribers to, you know, to Amazon with those Amazon ads. They're just going to send people to your listing. You're not, they don't connect with many chat. They don't do anything like that. Um, They're just all traffic inside of. Yeah. So there's no conversation happening there. It's just sending them where, wherever your product is. It's what's called pay to play. Like you want to show up for specific keywords, you're going to have to pay for it. Okay. And some of those keywords are more expensive than others. And the type of ad you want to run could be more expensive than others. So that's, that's how that all works. What should I not do? What are the policies to be aware of that I'm uh, playing by the rules? So the biggest thing you have to be aware of is the, uh, the review request portion um, and just making sure that you are not compensating people for reviews or manipulating reviews in any way. That's the, that's like the biggest thing that you have to worry about with, um, with Amazon. And, you know, if you're running some sort of like, Hey, you know, join our early readers program for this new book launch that we're doing. You're not saying, okay, well, we'll pay you back for your book. If you give us a review, that's against terms of service. Okay. But if you give them, you know, if you compensate them for their purchase, the law of reciprocity is in your favor and people are going to feel very strongly that they need to, you know, at least give you a review at the, at the most, you know, most people are going to feel very strongly that they need to give you a five-star review, uh, you know, rating and review. So that's, that's kind of like where I like to draw the line and say, okay, this is, this is how I recommend doing it. Messenger, Facebook messenger has rules saying you cannot send promotional content to people who have not recently engaged with you and meaning within 24 hours of a recent engagement. That is Facebook's currency is engagement and saying, okay, if people have interacted with your page, if they have um, communicated with your bot, then they are actively interested in receiving promotional content from you. Um, You know, it's like any kind of relationship and any kind of like email marketing. Why email marketing has lost its effectiveness is because, you know, you can build an email list and not communicate with them and then spam them a year later with something and people are going to be, you know, people will unsubscribe so that, you know, they have no idea how they ended up on your list. So Facebook is trying to protect messenger and the messenger experience to, to maintain that engagement level so that it still is a valuable communication platform for people to be on. So essentially, you know, if you have a promotional offer, let's say you've run a giveaway contest and then, you know, two or three weeks later, you now want to launch a new product, you're going to have to send, you can send promotional content to them, but you're going to have to pay to play, right? So in addition to engagement being currency, Facebook's currency is also money. (laughs) And so, yes, you can engage with people who've recently interacted with your page, but for the most part, how you're going to reach the, the majority of your subscribers is through a paid message. Okay. So I'm thinking about a review campaign that needs to If it's a book, you don't receive the book and then you're immediately able to, or people don't feel they are, or they shouldn't feel they are able to give a review. You wouldn't even read this in 24 hours or less. Yeah, no. The same way with Amazon products, like especially 
you know, products that you need to use or ingest or put on your skin or, you, you know, it takes a while to see, well, is this product working? And Amazon doesn't want somebody to buy a product and immediately review it. Usually they want a review after like five to 10 days, you know, of use. Um, so how you can get around that is with what we talked about, the omni-channel marketing experience earlier, where you're capturing people's email or SMS information. There's also something that you can harvest called one-time notification topics and, um, and non-promotional messaging tags. And it's all kind of complex, but what I would say, and what we've been testing lately are those one-time notification topics where after somebody completes their purchase, you basically say, Hey, we'd love to follow up with you in, you know, in about 10 days and see how you've enjoyed the book. Um, you know, click notify me below so that we can contact you. And then it's like permission-based follow-up uh, that you, you have a special tag that you use in your messages. And so whether it's 10 days later, 14 days later, 20 days later, um, that message can be sent within terms of service and for free. Yeah. And it can still be automated because you can put a delay in there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you can also do that with, you know, if, with email or SMS. Email and SMS in ManyChat do cost Um, money to use, but they do provide a certain amount of free uses per month. So, uh, so that's something additional. I would do both. I would send an email and that message and say, Hey, how'd you like the book? You know, we, we really appreciate your feedback. So I would definitely, uh, definitely do both of those. So we are uh, at the time of this recording, we're approaching holidays <laughs> and lots of them. <laughs> Yeah. So any specific yeah. uh, ideas for how to use this for the holidays? Yeah. So I actually have five free um, many chat templates that I'm just giving away. Uh, and the first one is like list building campaign is giveaway contest, which helps you build that omni channel list. We are harvesting emails, SMS, um, and one, one time notification topics. We're doing that. I also have black Friday and cyber Monday templates. Um, if, if you're running offers or have any kind of like, you know, a lot of Amazon sellers have like live deals that they are doing during those, um, on those days. Uh, and then we have just kind of like some fun e-commerce style offers, like a secret Santa, um, template, which is like a, a discount code that you don't tell them what it's worth. They have to get all the way to checkout to paste in that code and reveal their discount. That's really great from a ranking perspective, by the way. Um, Also uh, a stocking stuffer campaign and then a new year's campaign and new year's might be really great for your audience. New year's that time of year that people want to reinvent themselves, quit eating so much cheese and eat more cauliflower. You know, <laughs> So it, it, that could be like a really good season. So I have those, those uh, many chat templates that people can download uh, for free and we can put those that link in the show notes. Yes. Let's do that for sure. So what are your uh, expectations for Amazon? How, what is going to happen in the new year in this area? Oh, man. <laughs> It's Come always a fun question to ask. <laughs> It is. I mean, gosh, it's so hard because sometimes as like, you know, in our, in our world and in our space, especially with Amazon, things change very rapidly. And even with Facebook, things change very rapidly. And so I feel like sometimes I've got like all these tigers by the tail that I'm like having to keep track of. Um, but no, like, obviously there's going to be, uh, different changes that happen. Um, the biggest, one of the biggest things that I see, not just with Amazon is other marketplaces. Um, I see, I see walmart.com 
really starting to uh, take people's attention and, and start to capture um, market share. And and the way that ranking and launching works on 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 Walmart.com is like Amazon in 2013, which means it's a huge opportunity. And so what I am telling my Amazon sellers is to diversify their marketplaces and make sure that that they're they're not just on Amazon or just their website or just, you know, eBay or Etsy or those kinds of things to really diversify, you know, where they're at. And of course, Amazon is going to be king for quite some time. But the way that consumer um, buying behavior has changed during the pandemic has definitely opened up these other e-commerce marketplaces to be um, viable competition, we'll say. But yeah, I mean, they, they're they definitely, um, you know, going to be taking market share from Amazon.com. Definitely. So, I mean, as far as what's coming in 2021, uh, you know, Amazon continues to be extremely competitive. And so it's going to be more and more important to really understand marketing and understand how to drive traffic to your listings and really take control and ownership of, uh, of you know, how you do marketing so that you can take advantage of the organic traffic that the marketplace provides. But you can't just show up and expect to win. You really do have to, um, you know, take responsibility for your own traffic to a certain degree during launching and ranking and keeping track of what keywords you're ranking for and driving the reviews. Social proof is always going to be uh, extremely valuable on Amazon. And even if you're not driving people directly to Amazon, if you're using your book um, through, you know, like a landing page offer or something like that, you can definitely deliver eBooks um, via ManyChat as well as, as a lead generation campaign. So, I mean, the, the opportunities with many chat and authors are, and let's say course providers or information uh, providers is, is, is definitely huge and it should definitely be explored. Yes. I guess on the bot side, one of the things that I have seen will be um, much more integrated in campaigns is the omnichannel approach with email and SMS as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Thank you so much, Michelle. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. You have really found yourself a small, uh, a small big mountain there that you can be the queen of. <laughs> so I, I really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. That's it for this episode. I hope you feel inspired to take your conversations to the next level and be smart about how you use automation to personalize those conversations and help people discover all the great stuff you offer. Before we jump off, are you a member of the Course Creators Cafe yet? Come join the group on Facebook. This is a very informal space to get your questions answered on how to build your teaching business online and connect with other entrepreneurs who get what you're trying to achieve and that share some of the same struggles. We are so much better together So come join us on Facebook in the Course Creators Cafe. And go check out those templates from Michelle too. Thanks for listening today. I truly appreciate you spending your time with me. If you enjoy the show, please help me share it by rating and reviewing the show where you are listening right now. Talk to you soon. Bye for now.